Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I am Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Today we have, oh my God, I'm so bad at intros. Like somebody needs to teach me. Like today we have in the house. You could just call me a podcaster, comedian, and New York Times bestselling author. Okay. And memer. Oh yeah, that too. Okay. Claudia Oshry. I'm sure you guys know her from Girl With No Job, from her uh, New York Times bestselling book, from The Morning Toast, from her private account, Claudia Oshry. <laughs> from from everywhere. I mean, I'm sure you know her. Claudia, it's been like when we popped up on the Zoom after I accidentally emailed the Zoom link to my therapist from 10 years ago, Claudia at Hotmail. And like, she's going to be really confused. Um, and I, I was she like, joins. <laughs> she'll be like, is everything OK? Are you still having panic attacks? I'll be like, yeah. emergency session. But when you popped up, I was like, when you like know people from this world, but never met them. Don't you feel like, oh, yeah, hi. It just feels weird because like I know everything about you. Like I know your <laughs> husband and your baby and I know your Kravis like stand. So I just feel like it's I, it doesn't feel like we're meeting for the first time, but we really are. But we really are. And like you, I'm going to I'm going to say something like for me, embarrassing, but like I don't care is like when I people always ask, probably they ask you to like advice. How did you start? Right. Like, how did you mm-hmm. get going? And like, Claudia, I'll speak on your behalf because I know you're really modest and you don't like speaking about yourself. Incredibly humble. You were one of the like pioneers of meme accounts, right? You were one of the first big four, big five. Like you had this idea, genius idea. You were like, what, 20 when you? I was 18. I was in college. I just started NYU as a freshman. That's so annoying. 
I know. <laughs> and you literally started this blog, Girl With No Job, right? Because you were yep. hated your internship or something? Yes, I went to NYU and I went to like a Jewish day school in the city. So it was dual curriculum. It was like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Really rigorous, like a lot for like a teenager. And when I got to high, when I got to college, I had like one class a day. It was this huge shift for me. And the first couple of weeks I was like living for the free time. I gained so much weight. I was just like eating and like partying. And that lifestyle like does get very boring very quickly, especially at NYU where everyone is like on the fast track to their careers. Like people in orientation have jobs lined up. They know exactly what they want to do. And I was just kind of like running around with my head cut off, had no idea what I wanted to do. And by that second semester, I was like, I should, that's why I went to NYU. Everyone there, it's not really like a party school. You're there to really get in, get out, get a job, do internships. It's like very career focused. So I got an internship my second semester of freshman year. And that's when I started my blog called Girl with a Job. And it was just like a funny little like blog I used to write about the overall trials and tribulations of being an unpaid intern in Manhattan, a chubby unpaid intern in Manhattan who works in fashion. And Oh, you were doing it in I, fashion. I know, which is so weird because I'm like not fashionable. I like wear the same thing every day. Wait, Claudia, go back for one second, even though like I just personally want to know your life story. I'm sure other people do too, even though we have to talk about like pop culture celeb stuff. But I need to know. Okay, so you went to high school in the city too? Mm-hmm. So what high school was that? Ramaz. Upper oh, school. of course. I know Ramaz. I mean, I'm from the city too, babe. Some say it's the number one yeshiva in the country. Some say that. Some say that. I went to Beacon. Do you know Beacon? Oh my God. I didn't know you grew up in the city. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's weird, though, because usually people that grow up in the city, I feel like about myself, like I wanted the college experience and like grass and dorms. And you grew up in the city, but still wanted to stay in the city for college. I didn't really have a choice. I like grew up in like a strict household, you know, and NYU was a great school. And I didn't like I didn't have that much desire to go to like Michigan. So I never really fought for it. You know, I just was like, all right, I have to go to school in the city. I'm not getting into Columbia. And I applied to NYU and Baruch and I got into NYU. Oh, okay. And what'd you go for? So I actually was a physics major my first year. Yeah. And that was dark for me because I like loved high school physics. It was like, I was really good at it and I wasn't super smart and nothing came naturally to me. I wasn't one of those kids who was just like naturally smart, like didn't study for a test, but happened to get a 95. (laughs) Like that was never my life. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I like have this thing for physics. And when I got to my first day of like the physics class, I realized high school physics does not prepare you for college physics. And it was a really, really hard semester. And once I started blogging and I was like loving it and I wasn't having a lot of success yet, but I was just like, I felt very fulfilled by it. I was like, maybe I should switch my major to media and communications, which is what I did after that first semester. I'm a millennial, so I know how to use the internet, but I'm not very like code computer science, like geeky like that. I was just trying out all the platforms because they were all free. So people always ask me like, how much capital did you um, (laughs) raise to launch your business? I'm like, I literally borrowed $30 from my sister to pay for WordPress. Like, that's it. Wait, but you, was that when Instagram was just pictures? So Instagram was just pictures, didn't have the text, didn't have any. People were just sharing like me, hashtag selfie. Yeah, like 2012, Instagram was like, kind of starting to become a thing, mostly for people just to like share photos of them and their friends. And I remember seeing two brands. I remember seeing Man Repeller and Nasty Gal 
both bring their brands and like give their brand an Instagram page. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I just did that for my blog, which I changed the name once I got fired to girl with no job. Mm. And I started like playing around, posting funny, like celebrity pictures, like, and then I was just having so much more success on Instagram and it was happening so much faster that I didn't even feel the need to blog anymore because it was, no one was reading the blog. It was not even successful and it took way more time to do. So I eventually like let the blog go and started investing more in like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and then eventually just Instagram. And did people see you from the beginning? Like were you weren't anonymous or you were? No, I wasn't anonymous, but I wasn't posting pictures of myself. And I really attribute there's like a few things that I attribute because what I what I do is like not revolutionary. I think I got very lucky being on Instagram so early. My timing Mm -hmm. really, really helped me because people wake up every day and they want to start an Instagram account. And it's oversaturated and some people have success with that. But I think being on Instagram from 2012 or 2013 was huge for me. Huge. I think also my name of my handle, Girl With No Job, is just like funny and it attracts people. And then the third thing is Snapchat. Snapchat was huge for me. So I had like half a million followers on Instagram and it like bummed me out that like I wasn't the face of it because I'm a fucking narcissist and everyone needs to know how beautiful and stunning I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I made an Insta, I made a Snapchat account for girl with no job. And that was all me. And that really catapult, like my Snapchat was super popular. And that really helped me put a face to my brand. Because Snapchat had stories, people, if you don't yes. remember, stories started on Snapchat before Instagram yes. had stories. And then I was like freaking out when Instagram stole stories because I'm like, oh my God, no, my successful Snapchat, Snapchat's going to become irrelevant. When actually Instagram bringing on the stories feature was like the best thing that ever happened to me because then it combined the brand I had built on Instagram, which wasn't really about me and the brand I had built on Snapchat, which was all about me and my dog and my husband. And it converged the two. And it was like this beautiful cacophony of branding. Beautiful cacophony. I love it. But I I feel I use that word correctly. (laughs) I don't care. It's attractive. Huzzah. I said huzzah. Okay, you guys know I try to eat clean. I try to be like a clean beauty girl. I try to be Kourtney Kardashian, but I'm not always like a hundo. I also share with you guys my faults. I share with you guys when I have like a a soda that isn't so good for you. But I swear to God that most of the time I'm trying to drink seltzer and I'm trying to drink prebiotic seltzer. It's called Huzzah. And it is amazing because not only is it a seltzer that has so much flavor, so much flavor. It has so little sugar and so little calories, legit five calories and less than three grams of sugar. Like you can get a strawberry and hibiscus, like amazing, amazing drink with so much flavor. I kid you not. It's not like a hint of flavor like other seltzers have. It's like a lot of flavor. Plus it has a probiotic in it. Plus it's good for you. Plus it's delicious. Plus, I have 20% off. Like, m- need you more. Like, need you more in life? Like, I think not. So, you go to drinkhazaa.com to get 20% off of this amazing seltzer that, like I said, little sugar, very little calories, and probiotic. So, that's drinkhazaa.com. That's D R I N K Huzzaa, H U Z Z A H.com. And use code not skinny to get these amazing amazing, amazing seltzers with benefits. Whenever I get asked about my Instagram, which I'm stupid and you're an early adapter and I'm a late bloomer, is that 
I can't believe that I was even anonymous for five minutes. Like, who am I like hiding Gossip behind? Girl. Yeah, no, but I'm not. I'm like, and, and I think I said this somewhere that I went on a podcast. Like when I started showing my face, so many people were like, ill and like, and I'd see like my unfollows like, oh, ew, like I'm following a meme yeah. account. Why? Who's this blonde chick popping up trying to like be cute, you know? <laughs> Um, but I didn't care because it was just the beginning. And, you know, I was like, oh, I want people that are here to like both things. Yeah, of course. So it's nice that you did such a good job of like combining everything. And whoever's there will enjoy the memes, will enjoy Theo, will enjoy your husband, will enjoy your family or they can leave. But yeah, that the really aside from like your talent and everything that you have is like timing in life is such an important thing. And like, I remember when I started, it was like, you realized it before it was like a thing. I think I got to the U.S. in like 2015 and I saw memes for the first time. Like we were just following friends and like doing hashtag selfie, hashtag beach, like, <laughs> with like literally Insta photo. And I was like, oh, my God, people are writing things on Instagram. Like I write like I think I could do that, too. And of course, like it's so different. And I remember, listen, you guys, this is this is a true story. When you start like Claudia is a memer, right? So she would like post memes and there would happen. If you look back at our messages, like I'm such a fucking loser because and Instagram I somehow deleted our messages. So even when we like started DMing, I couldn't see, which I'm glad I couldn't. Oh, and don't go back because you're going to think I'm such a loser. So don't I'm going. Look. But I probably was like, can you please tag me in the caption of the photo? Thank you. Right. Yeah. It was like the wild, wild west. Right. In the like early 2010s, because all this content was floating around on social media. And there was really very few ways to originate where it came from because it would be on Twitter. But that was, you know, taken from a Pinterest meme. And I think now it's like it's much more standardized. And I think a lot of people like that issue is gone. But for many years, it was just like wild. And you would make content. Other people would steal it. You would post something thinking that you took it from their direct source, but it was actually stolen from someone else. Like it was this crazy, there were no rules. There were no rules. And, and right. And like a, a big page reposting, you know, a smaller page's meme or something they wrote was like a, was like a big break today. I feel like, yeah. Don't you feel like today it's a little bit less like I can tap. It doesn't like, carry as much it, weight. It doesn't. People aren't like, oh, who wrote this like hilarious thing? Let me go and follow them. No, because you know you can get it anywhere. You know it's going to, you know, like there are cameras and microphones in your room and it's going to pop up yeah. on your explore page the next day. But I feel like then it was like, oh, my God, people will just click my name and yeah. that's it. Like, you know. Amazing. Yeah. So now I think people are just having to be more creative with how to grow because those the ways that we we got used to for so long, Instagram changing the algorithm and just people's behaviors online changing, that doesn't really work anymore. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, and maybe you don't agree with me because I think you're more businessy than I am, even though you're like a hundred years younger than me. <laughs> no, Amanda, you look so young. We're probably the no, same you are age. so stunning and young and like so fresh. What are you, 16? What Gen Z? So, like, do you feel because you were saying when people ask you, like, the capital, yes, you have a story which you probably told a million times, you were interviewed for a million places, but like when it was happening, were you thinking about this, like, bam, 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 I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna grow, I'm gonna get followers, I'm gonna hashtag, I'm gonna do Snapchat, and then, or were you just like being yourself 
And it worked yeah. kind of like, is it is, now okay. I th- I look at most of like my business decisions as what will this do? What are the pros and cons? What does this do for the long run? Will it bring in revenue? But when I was starting and I also feel like this is why I've been able to grow an audience is because in 2012, you couldn't have a full-time job as an influencer. So I was really doing this for fun. Like, and maybe for like a little clout, people at parties would be like, oh, that's the girl with a hundred thousand followers. Like I didn't think it was anything serious. And when I first made money on like an ad campaign with Burger King, when I was like a sophomore, it what like, it just, it had never even occurred to me. So it was groundbreaking for me. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do more of this. So that by the time I graduate, like I'm making a lot of money mm-hmm. and I don't have to like get a job. That's genius. And it's so crazy how today... Was there even the word influencer? No, it was like the closest thing was maybe like a YouTuber. There was YouTuber before Instagram influencer? Do you consider yourself an influencer now? I don't know. I feel like the word influencer has such a negative connotation. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things. Like I consider myself a comedian, a podcaster, an influencer, an author now. I don't know. I have many labels and whatever you want to call me. If you're talking about me, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't really care. Like, why isn't there like Instagrammer? That that does exist. You think? Yeah. What do you call yourself? Podcaster? I don't know. No, I don't know. Sometimes I get offended. I'm like, I'm not just a podcaster, but I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm a digital personality. Hmm. Did you ever change your bio to public person or do only people that aren't public people change? Do you remember... <laughs> You know, yes, you know what what, whatever you were about to say, I agree. With. <laughs> like, it's always the view, like someone from high school who changes their um their category to like public personality. Like I have it set so like your your category doesn't show. Oh, I me think. too. Let oh me my check. god, I see, we're sure before... so indecisive about our categories. So there are a few types of people: the people that hide their category, the people that call themselves public personalities, even though they're not. And the third size people that think they're so funny, which maybe you're one of them, and I'm going to make fun of you right now because I can't remember, is like you call yourself something else, like scientist. Is that what you oh, were doing? that's so lame. <laughs> Except I do think maybe at one point in my life, I did put model, but that's like a funny joke. Yeah. What is it? So now it's nothing? Now, I don't, I don't have a category on my page because I have, I'm going through an identity crisis. Like they don't have multifaceted digital personality as one of the options. Right. Oh my God. I love, I love, I love about you. And I think so many people relate to you is that like you have so much confidence in just who you are. And I think people like to see that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day with the memes, without the memes, I think people like to see people that are confident in who they are and that are not curated. I feel like the time on Instagram, you're welcome, you guys, for this like seminar is like <laughs> not the curated Kaylin Miller keys yes. from The Bachelor, all the same colors and like perfect like that was images. a tough time for me because I'm me the too. opposite of that. I'm messy. I'm disgusting. I like have a wedgie in all my pictures and there's like trash in the background of my house. And like, if I'm standing in my bedroom, you'll see my toilet. Like I'm right. just, I'm the opposite of curated. And so when that was right. the like vibe and Aesthetic. all these people were getting millions of followers because they had like good flow and they had presets and it was all like this orangey tint. I was like, I am going to fail. I'm going to have to go to like law school because this life is not for me. No, uh, like actually though, actually. So you guys, we were starting out. That's not the vibe anymore. Just so you know. Yeah, that's very Um, chuggy. It's, oh, here we go. So your identity crisis, which if you follow uh, Dwenge, which like, that's what I want. Dwenge. That's like the vibe. People call it Gwenge, but you're Israeli. So I guess you have like Dwenge. Shut the fuck up. I've been saying it wrong in my head. (laughs) 
It's not Gwen. There's no right way to say it. It's an How do people say it? Gwenge. Hate that. That's okay. Let's change it. I like how you said it. I like how you said it. Gwenge. Gwenge. It's like French. (laughs) I'm Emily in Paris. You guys, don't you need a thousand gazillion like caffeines a day and pick me ups and just there's another slump and another slump. Oh, just me and be day. No, but I know it's also you. And I know that we none of us like jitters that come from too much coffee. And that's why I'm going to save your life with verb verb freaking love verb. They have amazing caffeinated bars that are 90 calories. They're gluten-free, they're plant-based, and they have as much caffeine as an espresso, but the the caffeine comes from from organic green tea. So that's a smoother, longer lasting energy boost without the jitters that we hate. And with a yummy freaking snack bar that's under 90 calories. Isn't that freaking amazing? Like I love vanilla latte, an amazing flavor. Also double chocolate for my chocolate lovers. Literally a cute little bar. You can shove it in your purse. You don't have to worry about like a coffee spilling all over you because you'll get the coffee that you need in a freaking cute 90 calorie bar that won't give you jitters. Mm, and wait for it. For a limited time, Verb is offering an exclusive deal to my listeners. They'll ship you four of their best-selling flavors for free. You'll just pay 95 cents for shipping. That's all. They'll ship you four of their best-selling flavors for free. You'll just pay 95 cents si- sen- for shipping. To get this deal, you have to go to verbenergy.com slash not skinny. It's not available on their regular website and you cannot use a discount code. So go to verb, V-E-R-B, energy, E-N-E-R-G-Y.com slash not skinny to get this amazing deal and get caffeinated. So how did you then, because, okay, we have memes and I do feel like I get your evolution. And again, I'm putting myself into this. It's like you had memes, right? Started like that. You had, here's me, like me. And then did the pop culture and covering that kind of celebrity stuff and reality TV come naturally? Did it come because you were like, oh, I like this. Maybe you guys will like this too kind of vibe. Yeah, I've always been like a huge pop culture fan, huge reality TV watcher. And so when I was blowing up on Instagram, a lot of my content, both in my feed and in my stories was like, making fun of Vanderpump Rules and The Bachelor. And it was just like easy content. And it was so good for my growth. Like, because that's universal. People my age who follow me, we have the same interests. So they're looking for more content about The Bachelor. I used to recap it on the blog. So it was like an easy thing for me. One, because it came naturally to me. I really authentically love reality TV, love pop culture, obsessed with celebrities. And then it was good for my business. So I'm like, let's do more. I started watching more reality TV. And then with podcasting, I started my first podcast, Girl with a Podcast. Like, I'm so not creative. Like, years ago. And I would just, like, talk. And, like, you know, it wasn't very good. It was hard to host a podcast alone with no guests. But I, I, right. I did my best. And it was, like, fine or whatever. Um, but then I was like, I think we need, like, a rebrand, you know? And I started my podcast with my sister, which was just, from the bat, so much better. Like, we have better energy. It's so much easier to have a co-host, especially one who's your sister. So it's like very easy to work with family for me. Um, and that kind of took everything to the next level because again, we podcasts have been around for a while and they're super popular now, but we started in 2017, which was great. Cause even back then it was like, you don't have a podcast yet now everyone. And now it still feels that way, but we have four years under our belt now and it's just been really helpful the time. Right. Right. So again, you feel like an early innovator. I try. 
Good for you. So we're, because, okay, what I want to say for Dwenge, I saw in your story that you're really struggling between, am I a Gen Z? Am I a millennial? Because you're technically a millennial. You secretly want to be Gen Z. Why do you want to be Gen Z? I don't want to be Gen Z, but I do feel like I'm not really a millennial because I'm born in 94 and I know that millennials end in like 95, right? Yeah. So I really feel like I'm on the cusp and then working in digital and just kind of being like, you know, this like, you know, I have a young heart. I feel like I don't really deserve to have millennial, but I also don't feel like a Gen Z or I actually don't relate to Gen Z at all, even though I do have a middle part. Um, but that's just more like, cause I have a double chin. Maybe if I didn't, I would wear my hair to the side. I don't know. Circumstances would be different. You think? I, I do. I used to wear, uh, like, uh, side, side part when I was like a kid. But babe, I don't think, first of all, you don't have a double chin, but I don't think that has to do with it. I always feel fatter with the middle part. Like my face looks. I think every face is different. I really do. Oh, okay. All face. No, no shame. <laughs> no, I <laughs> not, do. We're like, not shaming I would faces. agree. Yeah. I'm looking at you now and you definitely look better with the side part. Yeah. And I can show you my side part and you will tell me that I look better with the middle part. I think a swoosh, a swoop over that I'm doing. Wow, you look good with a swoop. This is disgusting. Like <laughs> I look so 97 so years old. I'm not doing that. Okay. I, I want to like just really tell you part. that although I love you in my millennial group, I feel like you're more Gen Z leaning, not because I don't relate to you, but because you are like, you're a little bit colorful. I saw some like things of color on your sweater. Look at all that color. Look at all that color. Um, You have some, gen- you're definitely a mix. Uh, actually, you're definitely a mix. Yeah. So I've been just kind of finding solace in identifying as a zillennial. <laughs> We're a small but powerful group. I love it. And I think that I've, I think I will flourish there, but I'll keep you updated. I don't know, but I'm also very chuggy in a lot of ways. I, so what do you feel about that though? When chuggy came out? I don't know. I kind of loved it. And I you, think me loving it makes me chuggy. Wait, it does make you chuggy. Did you try to use it in real life talk? Of course, we say it on the podcast. Like, no, every you don't. Day. You do. And that makes us chuggy, right? That makes you so chuggy. Like, I think that yes. it's, it's chuggy to use chuggy, except like I get where it's useful. Like today, somebody posted. Well, Jackie Schimmel, Jackie Schimmel, if you guys know her, she posted something about like her flight being delayed, delayed to Hawaii. So I DM'd her. I was like, how many people told you, Kim, there are people that are dying. And she was Literally. like, she was like, oh my God, like a zillion. She's like, I think I'm going to start like a segment called that. And I was like, that's so chuggy. So there are totally. things that are so chuggy. Like Kim, there are people that are dying. It's chuggy, right? You know what else I've come to discover is chuggy. And it's really upsetting because I like kind of grew up in my personality was like knows every word to Mean Girls. Like that was my whole aesthetic. And literally Mean Girls is so fucking chuggy. And that's been really hard for me just to kind of internalize because I I grew up and like I was like the Mean Girls encyclopedia. Like never watch Mean Girls with me. I know every line from start to finish. I insert Mean Girls quotes and references into everyday dialogue. And I have come to the realization that that is extremely chuggy. Okay, but you know what? Who said... The chuggy isn't a vibe. No, so I think I, I, I'm i really struggling. So either I need to like lean into the chugginess and be like, yeah, that's me, even though that's so chuggy. Yeah. Or just like resist and become a zillennial. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I think, well, the girl, the video that I'm thinking of, of the girl that said Chugi, which it might be Chugi that we're talking about Chugi. Like it is really mind blowing, like how careful you have to be. But the girl that I posted had like a hoop nose ring and she's like, my friends and I say Chugi. And I was like, I don't want to be like you. Like, I don't, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, the girl in the video was so cool. And she was calling things Chugi. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, hundred percent. So, so maybe we're Chugs and it's maybe fine. We are. And if maybe friends okay. is Chugi. We're Chugi. Friends is Chugi. Friends is so Chugi. What did you think of the reunion trailer? Honestly, I was very upset when they announced it that it wasn't going to be like a film scripted episode. It's like, a, you know, they're all just getting together. But well, it's technically trailer, a reunion. That's like more. Right, it's yeah. not a reboot. It's not, it's a, not a reboot. It's what I mean. Yeah. But after watching the trailer, it did look really good. Like, I'm really excited. I just love them. I know we're going to. But like, we're going to be a mosh, like no matter what they give us, I feel like they'd give us like a fingernail and we'd be like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, Even though. You yeah. Who is your favorite character from Friends? That's a good question. Phoebe. Oh, my God. Me, too. And who's your second favorite? I have like mm -hmm. a tie for first. Rachel. Ugh, ew, Ross. Ross is your second Ross is very controversial because either you absolutely love Ross or you think he's the most annoying person on the show and the show should have went on without him. Well, A, and there's people that are still angry about Rachel getting off the plane. I mean, she's giving up her career for a man. I don't I know mean, if I would do that. Right. Mary Fakel, Ross. No, but like today's. Today's. Oh, but their character or them personally? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Because if I was in the show, there's literally no doubt that I would have married Ross. And I think this is very controversial. But first of all, like, he was the only one with his own apartment. Like, these were all 30-year-olds. No, more. They were older than that. Like, living in tiny apartments with roommates. And it's just like, Ross was successful. He had a PhD. And he had his own apartment. And he was Jewish. Like, how do people not see, like, how much of a catch Ross was? True, he was a true. little annoying and emotional. But still. <laughs> But can you see yourself like Frenching Ross? Like, do you want Ross's tongue down your throat vibes? I mean, he's not like hot. He's not right. Yeah. But there are other things besides hot. Yeah, you're smart. That's what I'm saying. You're very businessy, Claudia Allstreet. You think you're not. That's what I'm saying. Everything is a business decision with you. Even yeah, who you have to weigh all the pros and cons. So Mary Ross, I'm assuming fuck Joey, kill Chandler. No, I honestly, Joey's like a little too stupid. Like no person is actually that dumb. But you're just fucking him. If I'm playing in the, let's take it to the 90s. They're true versions of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm marrying Ross. Joey probably has an STD. I am killing Joey and I'm fucking Chandler. He wasn't that bad. He wasn't. He wasn't that bad. People were actually being kind of mean about the reunion articles were coming out that uh, Matthew P Perry in the um, promos was like slurring his words and like looking kind of out of it, which I tried to like oh. watch. And I was like, I don't know if I would have caught that. I didn't notice anything bizarre. And I feel like he's been really open with his like journey to sobriety. So I didn't notice anything, but people just love to nitpick. Like, I know people love, 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 love to love. nitpick. But you know what I think? I think that what made me kind of sad is that like we always like to imagine like that it's, you know, re in real yeah. life, they're best friends, like which like we know the girls are. But Ross, <laughs> see, yes. Ross, Ross said something. <laughs> David Joymer said that they haven't been in the same room in like a hundred years. Like they haven't all hung out. 
Yeah. And a few years ago, there were like a lot of rumors that the reason why there hasn't been like a reboot or a reunion was because of Ross. Really? I think he's like the odd man out. Well, he lives in New York. They all live in California. But like, good for him. He was getting some roles. He was, you know, Robert Kardashian. Right. Honestly, seeing him play Robert Kardashian was such a culmination of like, all my all your world. Things. Oh my god! When he was, he was very like bizarre. When he was like calling little Kim and little Courtney, right? Literally, you were like, I was dying. I think I stopped watching there. I was like, that's it. I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys have heard me say this, and here I am saying it again. Woo, 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 woo. Woo is a sexual uh, wellness brand that sponsors this podcast, and I freaking love them. I love their products. You know, I love a clean product because I'm basically Kourtney Kardashian, and everyone's getting down and dirty in the bedroom, and that's where Woo comes in to help and enhance your sex life. They're freshies that are natural towelettes that you can use before or after sex and are made with coconut water, and they smell so amazing. And actually you can use them also after sex and you can use them after, I don't know, hot yoga, or if you haven't had time to shower between, you know, work and, you know, uh, a dinner meeting or drinks. And it's just so nice to have that kind of little packet on the go and not of like, you know, wet ones that you clean the table with, but legit made for your vagina and are made with natural ingredients. They also have love oil, coconut love oil that is made from natural ingredients and is basically a lube that you can shove up in and around everywhere you want to because it's made of natural ingredients. And they're giving my listeners 20% off of your Woo order. So you have to go to wooMorePlay.com slash discount slash not skinny. That's for 20% off. Or you can just use code NOTSKINNY at checkout for 20% off. So either woomoreplay.com slash discount slash NOTSKINNY for 20% off or just use code NOTSKINNY at checkout for 20% off. Okay, so I know you're obsessed with the Kardashians, but not as obsessed as you should be because you guys, we're going to out Claudia right now because, you know, I get outed all the time because I'm a faux bravo-holic and like, we should be more on top of our shit. Let's own our shit right now, Claudia, no, because she, no, you're I just, won't. Ca- I won't own it. No, because I am so on top of my shit. What episode for- are you on of keeping up with I- the Kardashians? Two weeks ago. I'm about to finish. They just, they just told the crew that they're like done with the show. Oh, okay. So you have one more. No. So you have one more. One more. I did start three episodes back today. And actually, actually, <laughs> Actually, Claudia, I was trying to remember before our episode today what the last episode was of the Kardashians. And I seriously couldn't because it's seriously as much as they're in my heart and soul and my best friends. I couldn't remember because it was so blah. Because this whole season is like in this whole season is kind of like we get it. You're at the Malibu house. It's quarantine. Things are happening in and kind of around. So the last episode, which you haven't watched yet because you're slacking is with Nori's black book. Yes. Which I, first of all, I love that account so much. And I love the Kardashians for like acknowledging it. Not only like people don't know, like it's been savage. Like I've actually posted like, Oh my God, Chloe liked this post by Nori's black book because there are some posts that are very, very savage, which you would be, which I feel like we were surprised in the past that a Kardashian yes. would like, but not only the dream do they- Kardashian hope fund. Well, I missed that one. Nori's Black Book has this like <laughs> this joke that they have like a charity for Dream Kardashian. It's called Dream Kardashian Hope Fund. 
because like dream is, you know, probably like has like the smallest inheritance. I'm dead. She is so savage, Natalie. She is. Savage. Didn't you feel like she was she was more confident on that meeting than I could ever pretend to be? I mean, she's for years been in a lighthearted, fun way, been just like annihilating the Kardashians like and their kids. And I was actually shocked that like, I don't know if I would have the balls to like meet them. I love that. I love that they think it's funny. And I think part of the reason why the Kardashians are so successful, one of the many reasons is because they've always been able to laugh at themselves. And so the fact they don't take offense to any of the stuff that she says, that makes me very happy. I don't know if I would, I could have done it. Like, literally, I'm just thinking, like, me meeting them, like, as much as I try hard to, like, not die, like, there is no way I could have looked as cool as Natalie. She was, like, explaining her account. She was just, like, saying how she, what she's going to do with it. Like, it almost seemed like Kim and Chloe were like, uh-huh. Like, they were more, like, she was just stealing the show. She was so charismatic and so great. And it was great to see her being acknowledged and... Not only like I'm saying, I would get so excited. I'd be like, Chloe liked the that pit the the post from um Nori's Black Book, but like not only did she like it, they were like, That's exactly North, which like I don't know. <laughs> it's like the whole meeting. I know you haven't watched it yet, Dwenge, but Dwenge. Dwenge, but literally they're like, That's North. No, you don't understand. That's North. No, you don't understand. That's North. Like literally, not even like, oh, that's resembling of North. Like they're like, That's North. Well, it's like I I'm scared of North a little bit if she's that's like, frightening. Like that's fucking North. And it's so funny because at the end of their meeting, Kim like pulls North up on FaceTime and is like, North, meet Natalie. And like North has no fucking idea. Literally, yeah. she pops up on the FaceTime is like side eyeing her and is like not saying anything. And they're like, that's no, honestly, so North. See, there's very few things I'm afraid of, but I am afraid of North. <laughs> She's so much cooler than we could seriously ever be. She's so cool. I feel like she's probably like a little mean and and she would like make fun of my chuggy outfit, you know? <laughs> she probably like uses chuggy, honestly. Yeah, she would hate us. So you said you're really into Kravis, though. I am. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was... And these, this is why it's like nerve, nerve-wracking for me because they were so hot and heavy for so long in the beginning that like you kind of get annoyed with them. So I'm not there yet, but like they're definitely like getting there. I think like sometimes people notice things before I do by sometimes I mean a lot of times, but I feel <laughs> like I've been posting a lot about Kravis and at the beginning you could probably tell by my progression where I was like obsessed, like Kravis, yeah. I was like dying. I was like wanted to like be in a polygamous relationship with them. And <laughs> I feel like without noticing now I'm like, just like, I'll be like Kravis at Disneyland, you know, like, like, yeah, like, like my emotions are getting kind of like less and less just because like you got to keep us kind of like wanting more. And yeah, like they fizzled out a little bit just because they were so hot and heavy and like it wasn't exciting anymore. Yeah. And now there's just like so much drama with Shanna and Alabama and Kim. Like did Kim fuck Travis? And it's like it's been tainted, you know? It has been tainted because, listen, at the end of the day, you guys, this is what we know for sure. We know for sure that Travis had a thing with Paris Hilton. We know that at that time, Kim was Paris's closet girl. Yes, you guys, that's what she was. Or intern. I don't know what she wants to call herself, but closet organized. I think she. Ra- she Yeah, I don't think I don't she, that's a thing. She says like she wasn't doing like scheduling. She was literally organizing her closet and like selling the stuff on eBay. Right. And Travis literally was quoted saying that Kim is like eye candy, that her body 
is like more of his vibe and that she's nice to look at, but they never hooked up. So that's like noted recorded. Could you as corny even hook up with him with that being out there? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And it's it's very delicate because it definitely gives off some like incestual vibes, even if they didn't do anything, which they might have. It just feels weird. But if this is the love of Courtney's life and like they're going to get married and have kids and like this is it, then it's not a big deal. But if it's just a fling, it's a little weird. But what do you think about? Okay, so we have that, which is noted recorded. I'm a very big person on like what's confirmed and what's like, you know, whatever. So confirmed, we have just that. Up in the air right now, we have a lot more things because Shanna, who blocked me, by the way. So let's take <gasps> a moment. Oh, my God. Who are you blocked by a lot of people? You're blocked by Hilaria Baldwin. No, by Alec. Oh, even better. No, 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 Dwenge. I don't take I get offended. I'm like a little chihuahua that's like, but what did I do wrong? You know, even though like right. I get it, I get it. Right. But I still want everyone to love me and like me and like not of hate course. me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. No, because I know a lot of people are like blocked by so and so one under my. I'm not like I'm not proud. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Like OK, no, I want to be friends with Shanna. I wanted her to come on the podcast. She, she was actually everyone first news. I was literally talking to her booker about coming on the podcast. And then two days later, I was blocked. But it's my listen. I don't think I was shit talking, but a lot of the time I don't know the line between shit talking or objective reporting. That's a great, great call. (laughs) You guys, I'm so excited to finally announce this partnership because I have been using their products for such a long time. I've been using Olive and June, their Manny system for such a long time, but I've been waiting until it's a fish for me to like announce you guys and, you know, give you a freaking discount to use the best at home Manny ever, ever, ever. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Okay. So Olive and June, cutest, cutest brand ever. They have a at home Manny system, which has in it everything you freaking need to give yourself a home mani, like the perfect nail clippers, the perfect buffer, like everything. And salon manis, not only are they expensive, but I don't have time as a mom. Like, honestly, I don't have time, you guys. I don't even have time to watch Real Houses of New York. Like, nevertheless, I'm freaking going and getting a manicure and doing it at home by myself. I've always felt like it looks like a five-year-old did it. But now the Olive and June Manny system, I know how to do it myself. Looking salon perfect and lasting seven plus days. And literally, whenever I wear nail polish by Olive and June, I get asked like, wait, where's that from? Anyway, I freaking love it. You guys like the nail clippers. I've never had nail clippers that like clip the way that they do. I don't know how to explain it. I've never had like a nail primer that primes the way that it does a top coat that coats the way that it does. Like everything is just amazing about it. And their colors are so freaking cute. They also have this like poppy thing, which is a patented brush handle, and it makes it easier to paint with the other hand. Like they thought of literally everything that you will need for a do it at home, Annie, and everything comes in one box. Check it freaking out because I have a code for you. It is not skinny. It will get you 20% off your Manny system with Olive and June. So you have to go to oliveandjune.com and use promo code not skinny for 20% off your first Manny system. Okay. So you go to Olive and June, you use the promo code not skinny, and you start a new life. Who dis? New nails, who does? We're done with expensive bad manis. This is the new us, okay? So, Shanna, 
I mean, I get it. Like the whole internet is buzzing about what kind of a mom you are, which is such a tough, awful, awful thing, which like is even weird for me to like post about like Shanna blocked or like Alabama unfollowed Shanna or like Shanna is saying, why is my kid dressing like that on Instagram live at 4 a.m.? It's like a weird thing to even cover. The last thing I saw actually before we got on this podcast today was like in style. No, one ma- a magazine. I forget which one in touch in touch okay. said that all of this is going to be on the new Hulu show. Do we buy well, it? I feel like we've gotten very little direction from what is actually going to be Ugh. on the Hulu show. Yeah. Is it just the same kind of format regurgitated on Hulu with a new name? Are they all getting their own show? Like what's going on? I think about this more than I will admit. And I would probably underestimate and say once a day. Yeah. Because, okay, to make it sound like this is our last season ever of filming, our last day ever of filming, this Emma filming, which like, okay, we could say the crew, E, whatever. Then we know about this new Hulu thing. And again, I told you I'm a factual-based person. So I take what they give us as facts, which is we have a new partnership deal with Hulu. I didn't know. Does that mean they're going to produce stuff but not be on air? But then they made it pretty clear with some tweets and some stuff that they're like filming. Like, no, but like, what is the show? Is it just a family reality show? Because I could see them all having different shows. Like, honestly, that drama with Poosh like a couple weeks ago was kind of interesting. Like, okay, maybe give me like a like a very cavalier type of Poosh show. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Kim could really fill an entire show by herself with the law school and skims. There's actually so many interesting things going on. You know, we could get I could do a whole show on Kylie Cosmetics. Like, so what what are we getting? Are we getting one more show that nobody wants to film and they're always fighting about who's going to film when? Or. Or are we taking a whole other creative direction? <laughs> that is such a good, that is such a good point. That is such because a good point. Because lest we not forget, lest we not forget, the whole reason that this show is ending is because in the last three seasons, Kim and Chloe have put the entire show on their back. Kylie doesn't want to film. Kendall doesn't want to film. Courtney doesn't want to film. Chris is so fucking busy. Like Scott and MJ are the star of the show. Like it's so stupid. Scott and MJ so- are making omelets. Yeah, that's really part of the reason why they ended this show. One, it really was time. But two, like nobody even wanted to do it anymore. So then why are you doing another show on Hulu? So I can't imagine it's going to be the same type of format because that would be stupid because that's literally why they ended the last show because like nobody wanted to do it. But now they want to do it. That is such a good point, Drench, because that is such a good point because nobody wants to film with Chloe and Kim. Just the last episode that you didn't watch the Nori's black book, like they're doing it. They're like, who's Nori's black book, the fucking bunkers, the bunker episode. The, the bunker f- was so stupid. <laughs> oh bunker, my God. The bunker, the bunker. I don't know. If oh, people- and Kristen and Tristan and Chloe going to see UFOs. Like, please. So it's always, how do you like, why is it Chloe and Kim that are willing to do this shit, do you think? That's what the whole fight was about last season. Like, they're the ones, like, literally putting it on their backs. They film every day. Nobody wants to open up about what's going on in their lives. Nobody even wants to commit to coming to film. So it's literally on Chloe to put together these dumbass skits, like, going to look for UFOs, <laughs> and on Kim to go look, you know, on a bunker. Like, it's so dumb. Can you imagine the bu- No, you guys, the bunker will go down in the Hall of Fame of, like, how crazy. And the thing is, like, everything they do, they do in such a like. So you guys know how obsessed I am with security. <laughs> right. Like, no, they so have to tie it in. Yeah. So let's go check out bunkers. You oh know, it's just, so dumb. But it, isn't it so funny? I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but it's like the confessionals like Kendall will come on and like 
Okay. We're on a podcast right now. You know, we're exerting energy. We're probably sweating a little bit, you know, for sure. You know, like you exert energy into things that you do. And then you have Kendall Jenner show up on the confessional screen and exert zero energy. Courtney also. I know, but you know, I know, but I can't talk about my babe. I know. And we're just like on different pages there. So it's why? why what's best. our page? What's the page? What's the page? Tell me. Well, before Kravis, I really was having a lot of problems with Courtney, especially coming off of last season where I really felt like she was not being a team player um, when it came to the show and it came to business. And as much as they are a family, they also operate a business together and you have to be able to support both parts of that. And I really felt like she wasn't carrying her weight. And she's just like kind of lame. Like she's just not my vibe. Then when she became one half of Kravis, I was like, oh, she might be on her way to being one of my favorite Kardashians. Cause I just thought like it was such a transformative relationship for her. She looked so happy when she's clearly been like kind of Ms for a few years, personally, professionally, she was like going through stuff. Like when she was crying about turning 40, like she was having a breakdown, like there, she was just going through a lot. So now I'm just kind of struggling with, with how to like what box to put her in. Cause I don't like really dislike her anymore, but I'm not like obsessed with her. It feels and like Chloe feel is like, your fave. No, Kim is my favorite. Okay, because you're businessy. See, it all ties up. Well, also, I just, I have a lot of respect for Kim in the way she like handles most things. I think she's like super diplomatic and really smart. And she like, I like, do you remember when, oh, she did the Letterman interview? Mm-hmm. And I, I've always loved her, but this is just like one of the moments in my mind that like I really, whenever I'm like thinking about her, just how much respect I have for her. They were talking about everything from Paris to OJ. And David Letterman asked if he, if she thought OJ did it, which is like Mm. a crazy question to ask. And she couldn't get out of it. And I thought her answer was just like, so lovely. Oh, out of respect for his kids. She said, he's like, honestly, I still know his kids. And I would just not never feel comfortable answering that one way or another. So like respectfully, I'm just not going to answer. And I just thought that was like a brilliant, respectful. She's so family oriented. And that's like such a cornerstone of who I am. Like, I just love her. And I think like she gets a lot of shit when she really shouldn't because her and Chris are some of the smartest. They are eight. No, how many are there? Six girls, seven, seven multimillionaires, three billionaires. Like, it's just, how can you not respect them? So much respect. Like with Kim, like no matter what, and I'll always say this is not only is she incredibly smart and she got her whole family like set for life. Also in this industry, I haven't heard. And not only because of NDAs, like even through the grapevine, like no one has ever said they treated anybody badly. Everyone they've ever worked with will say how lovely these people are. And it's freaking true. I'm not talking about Kendall, yeah. Kylie. Like, I don't know about the, the Jenner side, but I know the Kardashians like are lovely. That's the Chris Jenner work ethic. And like, she's really instilled that in the girls. And I think it's admirable. And I really do think while I don't agree with like everything they've ever done, I do think that they're really good role models and that's not a popular thing to say, but they are. I know they really are. I do. I know we can all give them shit and like make fun of different things. And like you said, what's so great about them is like the most of the time know how to take it. And even with such a savage account as Nori's black book, they were like down with it. Yeah. But yeah, we really love them. So at the end of the day, Drenge, I can see the review. Stop calling her Dwen. She told you it's not her name. Like, do you see? I'm no, hard. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. You're changing my I don't life. Care. Honestly, as long as people are talking about me, I don't oh care. Oh, my God. My 
You're so businessy. We need to go to like an Shut ashram up. and you need to be like, <laughs> I need to go to one of my, those push sound bath festivals. Oh my God. Kenny loves sound baths. Are you dying to try 818 tequila? I actually am. I'm a huge tequila gal and I'm very specific and I actually feel like it's really good. Did you see tequila 5112 saying that I she saw copied? it on your story? Don't sound so surprised. I bring a lot of things to the world. You know what? I watch your story so much that yeah. you are like the first person that pops <gasps> up on my thing before my sister's like, oh my God, that's such a comp. I love your stories. Yay. Thank you. I could use some more actually. Like, I don't think you post enough. Oh, you're lying. Now you're fucking. No, lying. I'm dead fucking serious. What? I'm dead I, fucking I, serious. I, I literally posted. It was so funny. The other week I was like, shit, I have to catch up on keeping up. Oh, because I was starting to say before that, like, so it is like your job, right? Technically to be on top of pop culture. Yet you're three weeks behind on keeping up. <laughs> okay, that's a, it's an exception. I'm always very <laughs> no, caught up. It's OK. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. So what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I know. But like, again, like, is it your job? Yes. But is like People magazine paying you to like recap? No. Do you know what I mean? So like at the yeah. end of the day, like you can talk about whatever you want to bring that day. You also have a child. And I think that's a really fair excuse to not be up every night watching trash reality television. Right. So I really don't have an excuse because I don't have children, but you do. And I think it's okay. Well, I was just going to say about the stories that I got a message after I posted that I'm, I missed a lot of shows. I need to catch up. Like, so maybe post less stories. No. Which I'm just saying, no, most people really like, you know, it's a story central situation. But just so you guys know, like some messages like really get embedded (laughs) into your heart and that like you're almost want to be like, I have a child. And then I'm like, no, like I don't really need to say that. But yeah, it's so hard because I haven't even watched Roni yet. I didn't I didn't even watch. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. Honestly, you're really missing nothing. Really? I mean, watch it because it's like. It's silly, but it's not anything. It's not 60 minutes. You don't need to be watching with, you know, oh, my God, I feel like lately it's been those shows. A lot of reality shows. I feel like it's been like I'm I'm more on my phone than I'm watching. Hundred percent. So what shows would you say, Claudia, are like you're not on your phone when you're watching and you're in it? That's a good question. Beverly Hills premiered last night. And that is a show that has 100% of my attention all the time. Because even when it's boring, everyone on the show is so rich and their fashion and their cars and their homes. I soak up every single minute of it. So that is a no-brainer. Never on my phone for Beverly Hills Housewives. Stop. Would you tell me? I I, I don't watch. Would you tell me to like binge from the (gasps) beginning? Start this season? No, no, no. binge from the beginning. There's so much history and it's so iconic. And we've been through so many hysteric... There's... Honestly, it's the best franchise and it has been since the beginning. Okay. So you have to watch that. Um, when I watch scripted shows, I usually am not on my phone. Um, so when I'm binge watching, I just binge watched, oh, The Bold Type. I loved it. The Bold Type? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. Also, I watch Younger. I don't I don't uh, get on my phone for that. Um, but when I'm watching like Real Housewives of New York, Atlanta. Roan, do you watch? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm on my phone. You're on your phone, even though Jersey looked like it was pretty savage the past few episodes. No, it's been really, really good, but it's yeah. still like phone worthy. But <laughs> it's still phone worthy. Claudia, a.k.a. Dwench. Dwench. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh my God, this is perfect timing. My computer just alerted me that it's about to die. So oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh my I God. I had the best time. And here's the moral of the story. Post yeah. more stories. That's so cute. And another moral, everyone go buy Claudia's book, self-titled Girl With No Job. The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. And you're in the bath on the cover. Yep. And remember when you used to do that, the bath question? Uh, I still do it. It's just like it's become a lot of work and I'm like sweating in the bath. <laughs> I know, you know how you used to do it like like fucking in the nude. I used to be crazy. Like, like a lot of bubbles, a lot of bubbles yeah. situation. A lot of bubbles. I can't situation. believe I haven't slipped a nip yet. Maybe that's what I need to really skyrocket my career. <laughs> business 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 you guys if you don't already follow claudia at girl with no job i'm sure you do but if you don't do that and check out the morning toast and everything else this business lady is up to claudia thank you so much thank you i love you Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.